Hi, my name is John McLaughlin, and this is the first podcast in hopefully a long uh, series of podcasts about laws and and, uh, different issues that may affect you in Bloomington, Illinois, or the central Illinois area. Uh, I limit my practice to divorce, child custody, and other family law matters. Uh, The podcast today will be about... Who files first? Um, in the statute, you are not given any special advantage or treatment if you file uh, your divorce before your spouse attempts to. And a lot of attorneys uh, will give you varying answers as to should you file first or or not. And so the question is, if you don't have any advantage under the statute, why should you file first? And my personal opinion is that you should file first, and there's a number of reasons why. Uh, The first is, if you file first, you are called the petitioner. And when you proceed on your uh, final hearing on your petition for dissolution, or anything else you're going on, a petition for custody, anything that there's a final hearing on, the petitioner, because it's your petition, you go first. And uh, this may not strike you as a a huge advantage uh, in the beginning, uh, but let's say you have a two-day trial, three-day trial on child custody. Um, I I think we all can think back about when we were children and we were fighting and uh, a parent was involved We'd run to the parent. We'd want to be the first ones to get to the parent and tell our story because the second child would be uh, on the defense and not in an equal position as the child who told the story first. Uh, Judges, they do their best uh, to keep open minds throughout the whole trial. And and the judges in McLean County are excellent judges. But uh, in in central Illinois, uh, as far as I've checked, uh, all the judges are humans, and so, and they're and they're not robots, and so um, they're susceptible to uh, human uh, frailties and and uh, downfalls. And one of those is uh, if you've heard a whole day of one party's uh, evidence, um, you're going to have some opinions uh, formed that the other side then, when they present their case is going to have to rebut in your mind. And so, it's it, for that reason, I always like to go first. Um, and I think I think everyone can understand, everyone who's been a child with a sibling uh, uh, can understand why it's, it's good to go first in telling your story. Uh, another reason is, uh, if, there's, if there's a threat of an order of protection uh, being filed, if there is a divorce on file between the parties, and this is this is uh, local practice and local customs here in central Illinois, if there's a divorce on file or another petition on file, the judges will typically not hear the EOP, uh, the emergency order protection hearing, without at least trying to notify the attorney on the other side. Um, and usually, let me back up, usually emergency orders of protection are heard ex parte, that means without the other party. 
So typically uh, a party wanting an order of protection would go in, fill out the paperwork at the courthouse, have a hearing in front of the judge without the other party present, uh, get the order of protection entered, and then between 14 and 21 days thereafter, the court would schedule a hearing on what's called a plenary order of protection. That's the, the permanent or two-year order of protection where the other party could show up, the respondent could show up and defend himself or herself against the order of protection. But if there is, the, like I said, the divorce on file and um, the respondent in the divorce goes to the courthouse, files the emergency order of protection, the judges will typically uh, try to call the other attorney and say basically, hey, there is, uh, there's the other party over here wanting to have an order of protection hearing. Sometimes the judges will allow uh, participation um, in the order of protection, you know, a chance for you to defend yourself that day. Sometimes they'll uh, force you to keep quiet and just observe the proceedings because they really should be ex parte. Uh, and sometimes it's good to just have the parties there to attempt to work out something other than the entry of an order of protection. So it, it, it protects you uh, from filing the, the divorce first, protects you somewhat with against being surprised by the sheriff serving you with an order of protect an emergency order of protection out of the blue um, and so that that's a, always a good thing because it's it's an awful feeling uh, to be served by the sheriff and because you are out of your house immediately you know in most cases and you cannot see your children and and you can only take the clothes on your back and it's, it's quite a drastic thing to be served with emergency order protection. And so if, if you can protect yourself against that uh, awful, um, awful event, and then, then it's well worth filing the, the divorce first. Uh, another reason, I don't think it's a good enough reason to file first on its own, but it's an added benefit, uh, is grounds. Uh, when you file for divorce, you have to prove that you have the right to a divorce and and those are grounds for a divorce these are things like adultery mental cruelty etc uh, when you file for divorce you have to claim or allege your grounds and uh, at, a, at a later grounds hearing you'll prove those up or or testify about those and the petitioner uh, chooses the grounds so uh, for example if you wanted to proceed under irreconcilable differences or mental cruelty uh, you have you have some control in choosing what grounds you proceed under, uh, and um, and that's one more uh, um, reason to file first. For example, if you are committing adultery, and you don't want your spouse to file petition for dissolution claiming adultery, you might as well file your petition first under reconcilable differences, and maybe mental cruelty as a as a backup um, if the circumstances. Um, form a basis for the, the, you know, the mental cruelty allegation. Uh, but it's nice to file first under reconcilable differences in hoping your spouse agrees to that in, uh, before the grounds hearing, and you don't have to have a hearing based on adultery. Um, if, you, uh, if there is a rush to the courthouse, uh, it takes time to fill out the petition for dissolution 
and there's also a summons that needs to go along with that and some other petitions. If it's a matter of a few hours, you know, you both are at the uh, attorney's office uh, respectively, uh, at the same time, uh, there's a procedure called a precipi. And uh, you, it's a one-page document. You, you, uh, we fill out at our office. Uh, we file it, and it's our foot in the door. And there are some time requirements of when you have to file your petition after you file your precipi and when you have to serve the other party with the precipi and or the petition for a dissolution of, of marriage. But the precipi provides an avenue for you to uh, get your foot in the door and be the petitioner and uh, gain all of those advantages that I've discussed uh, in, in this podcast and there are other advantages um, there there may be advantages to your case personally for waiting uh, maybe reconciliation is is in the cards and uh, you filing first uh, would put a put a, uh, a you know stumbling block in the way and uh, there's there's a lot of things to consider and so it's really a, a decision you should not take lightly and and to discuss uh, with your attorney, uh, whoever that may be, uh, before you go ahead and, and pull the trigger and file for a dissolution. Uh, I hope this, this has been uh, informative, and um, hopefully it's the first of many of podcasts. Again, my name is John McLaughlin. Um, I'm, I'm a partner at Bloomington Law Group, LLC, uh, here in Bloomington, Illinois. If you have any questions, you can visit our site at www.bloomingtonlawgroup.com um, or I think there's a link on the podcast uh, in iTunes, the website, where you can click on and visit our website there and, and shoot us any questions you may have. Uh, thank you.